And the good Lord came down and said, Ah, a new town, a new place to settle, a new place to find ourselves and our gods. And that is exactly what we will do here on American Godcast, Sirius Moonlight. I'm Alex. We shall name the town Lakeside because it's... You know, on the edge, the side of the lake. If it was in the middle, it'd just be called Lake. And there'd be fish people there, but I made it on the side so they could be leggy humans. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. <laughs> and as mentioned, we're going to be talking about the second episode of Season 3 of American Gods. As usual, spoiler warning, if you haven't watched the episode, go watch it. We're going to do a very brief recap of everything that happened this episode. Uh, but mostly, we're just going to jump in and talk about some of our favorite bits. Uh, now, uh, the big thing that I want to mention, actually, before we get into the recap even, is I think we expressed some concern about the Native American storyline the last episode, yes. whether they're going to be dropping it. I was very pleased to see that we jump right in. That seems to be a major facet of this yeah. season and everything that's going on. Uh, specifically, our prologue, we haven't gotten, uh, what did they call them uh, in previous seasons? God stories? Times past? Something like that? I, I wrote down God backstories. I don't know <laughs> what that is. But um, I agree. I loved seeing that back in this episode. Yeah. Or uh, so God origin stories? Yeah, uh, God origins. Uh, that's what they originally <laughs> called the Bible, and then they came up with the other name. So uh, we get this uh, backstory on a Native American god that a bunch of settlers, it seems, well, not a Native American god, a god that a bunch yeah. of folks are sacrificing people to. It certainly yeah. seems to tee up what happens towards the end of the episode as Shadow Moon gets more assimilated here in Lakeside after having a gun stuck in the back of his neck the last episode. Kind of clashes with some townies, gets to know them a little better, finds out about Christmas pasties. Uh, pasties? Uh, pasties. Pasties. No, I think they're called pasties in the show because pasties mm. are what goes on your nipples. <laughs> well, this <laughs> can go on your nipple too. Let's be honest. That's fair. That's the traditional yeah. you can way. You put anything on your nipples if you just believe in yourself. <laughs> I know you've been oh, saying what? that. I see the poster on the wall behind you, Alex. It's a really mm-hmm. good. It's a kitty with two uh, pastries hanging off. Of <laughs> six, six pastries. Excuse yeah. me. Oh, I don't stop. want to insult the number of nipples a cat has. <laughs> yeah. Cat nipple. What is happening? Cat nipple. Yeah. It's too early in the morning for this kind of language. <laughs> oh, and we should say I we're recording this, this as we always do at six a.m. <laughs> Sunday oh my morning. God. This is the worst. Uh, so uh, Shadow uh, gets settled in the town. He talks to the cop more than he met the last time, uh, meets his landlord, who he clashes with, but eventually uh, finds an understanding with. Uh, also finds out that Allison, the girl that uh, said he was cute in the last episode, uh, first sells him a coat, which is very nice, uh, yeah. and then turns up missing, which is very weird. Uh, meanwhile, we also find about the town's ice tradition. Uh, they, they have an ice festival to honor their founder. Uh, one of the things they do is they put a clunker, an old car on the lake. They, they sacrifice cars. Like, what kind of town is this? This is on. a fucking nightmare. Hold, hold on, buddy. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, yeah, that's definitely the nightmarish part of everything that's going on. Uh, they uh, put them on the ice and then they fall through. Cars uh, Shadow gets a very specific there. bet. Uh, he's been wondering why Mr. Wednesday has sent him to the town. This certainly seems to give an inkling of things that might be going on. Um, meanwhile, they take a little bit of a side trip to go to Chicago for the uh, the memorial of Zoria, 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 Zoria. Thank you. Um, 
the Memorial of Zariah, uh, a.k.a. Cloris Leachman, I believe, who died last yeah. season. Uh, we meet Peter Stormers, Chernobog again. He comes back, mm-hmm. clashes with Mr. Wednesday. But everybody's having a good old time and getting very drunk in Chicago. Uh, and also, Shadow Moon makes a little bit of an alliance with Mr. Wednesday's fiance, which is kind of interesting and probably something to hang on to as we're going forward. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, Shadow Moon is back in Lakeside, momentarily seemingly implicated in the murder or disappearance of Allison, uh, but he gets off of that. Uh, and that's kind of our episode. We get our Lakeside stuff. Uh, oh, we get a little bit of with Bilquis as well, where she once again yeah, yeah. Uh, unbirths a man. Uh, we haven't seen that in a while, but things aren't going particularly well for her. And interestingly, on that side of things, the new gods are entirely off screen this episode. We don't see them at all, which is one of the first episodes ever. Yeah. So was... that all out of the way, let, let's jump into it. What do you guys want to talk about first? Well, uh, first off, I think that uh, I agree with you. I really liked the Whiskey Jack stuff, and I'm hoping that's going to be a running thing uh, you know, throughout the season. Um, but yeah, and that also kind of crosses into uh, Black Beauty uh, a little bit since Betty, uh, Black Betty, yeah, right, and, not the uh, horse so, movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, are you yeah. talking about the famous horse? <laughs> yeah. Because we should say, yes, Pete, you are a horse boy. Um, it's too early. My brain is not going to be working. You're going to have to do a lot of uh, you know correcting on my part here. But yeah, I'm super excited for like Thunderbird and. Uh, uh, Black Betty to, uh, you know, team up. And, of course, you're talking about the cars featured in the episode. Yes, of course I'm talking <laughs> about the cars. As Pete says, the main characters are cars. And I got to say, Pete, watching this episode, I was like, maybe the cars are the main characters. We spent yeah. a lot of time talking about Black Betty. There's a whole plot about, like, yeah, you, you should reuse this car. And he's like, what car? Oh, this car is out front. It doesn't work. It's Purple Thunderbird. He drives. It's all yeah. the, the cars implicates Fucking him in this. Right. And then at the end, he gets back into uh, the diner that is very packed for this small town. Uh, and he's sitting there and everybody's looking out at the car. Everybody's staring at the car. So yeah, I think I'm coming around to Pete's way of thinking on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's the clunker, of course, on the ice that mm-hmm. he picks oh, the date when it's, it's going to go. Heartbreaking. Into the- what a fucking nightmare. Like every, I couldn't not think about the fact that there's a car out in the ice the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, is someone going <laughs> to save this car? Like it's a clunker, Pete. No, stop it. Stop it. There's no such thing. You can you can do strip for parts. You can there's so many different things you I used How to I used to strip for parts. Lake? I used to strip for parts. Back in college, right? Yeah. I my pasties, I still have them. <laughs> that's a lake full of cars. That's a nightmare lake. That isn't nobody can swim in that. It's full of rusty cars. I mean, that is awful. No, it's, Pete, like eventually every car, eventually every car and human becomes a clunker and we put both of them out on the ice. And honestly, <laughs> you're pretty close. You're on thin ice literally when it comes to oh, being a human clunker. Yeah, honestly, I got to say I think you're going to fall through on March 23rd, Pete. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere between 8 and 9 p.m. That's mm-hmm. it. I, I think it I think it was Prime between time. 7 p.m. and 8 p.m., okay? Yeah, let's during get the Jeopardy. facts right for the yeah, during yeah, Jeopardy. So. You know, um at where I'm from, Jeopardy airs first, Wheel of Fortune after. Well, Isn't that's that wild. weird. That's what? super weird. Cuz it's always Wheel of Fortune first cuz Wheel of Fortune is right. you know, clearly Dumber. an open. <laughs> yeah, it's a joke. Oh my god. It's not even yeah. it's barely a game. You got to wrap up to the Jeopardy. Jeopardy's oh, the ultimate game show. Yes. Uh it's the most dangerous game is what I always call it. Indeed. Oh RIP uh, AT. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, God, that's very dark. Uh, speaking of yeah. dark, uh, let's talk about the whole storyline here. So um, this uh, specifically like Shadow Moon storyline, what's going on here? What is happening in Lakeside? Um, I know I was super into it and I still feel like uh, maybe I'm getting too hung up on this. But it definitely feels like watching this episode, love the stuff in Lakeside, thought it was great, love this new setting. I thought it's fascinating. I'm interested in what's going on here, Shadow Moon's purpose. And then this whole side quest over to Chicago, to me, felt like you're just fleshing out the hour-long length of the show at this point. Uh, like it's ni- It's nice to see everybody, and I like the stuff with uh, Dentist who collects teeth and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, always good to see Dennis O'Hare, great actor. But nowhere near as interesting to me as everything that's going on in Lakeside. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Well, it's because you know whatever Lakeside's for or whatever, you're enjoying it more. that's not it. Like, honestly, it feels like there is more energy and interest in that storyline. It feels fresh to me watching the show versus the other stuff that feels like we're treading the same ground that we had in season one and season two. No, no. First off, how dare you? I completely disagree because Lakeside is a nightmare of a town where people can just put guns in the back of somebody's neck and then make a joke about it and try to act like everything's fine. Yeah. Per- uh, versus Chicago where a guy's like, I got to bash your head with a hammer. Anyway, yes, go but to the he roof. is the drunken the fucking. He's the drunken god. Yeah, like he. Of course, he's going to drunkenly threaten you with this hammer. That's his whole deal. That's what I want. I miss that guy. Uh, and just, then the just lady to be clear, on the roof. Nightmare car falling. Car that doesn't work falling through water. Not Stop nightmare. Bringing not it na- up. Nightmare guy who collects teeth from children's mouths. Yeah. All right. That we're not talking about that guy. I was, we were talking about the hammer vodka guy. See, you're just Turn not a small town guy, Pete. <laughs> all right small towns Whatever. all about guns and heads my the again the town i grew up in where we watched jeopardy second like it uh should well be. water town uh or watch it they watch it first which is insane um where I, yeah i grew up on well water um the uh we would when the ice would go out everyone would put a wager on it and if you pick the right day you get a mug that's not real that what is what did real. you put on the ice huh? what did you put on what did we didn't put, put an, an item on the ice. The thing about the ice is you can oh. often see it goes away. Like how in summer, you know, it's okay to jump into it. <laughs> yeah. You don't need a car sinking to tell you that. Oh, okay. Um, but to your point, Alex, um, I, I think <laughs> uh, the point of this podcast also, um, I like sure. the mix between, uh, <laughs> between uh, Lakeside and the other stuff. Because this show is such a wide open store there's so many stories happening at once and mm-hmm. we've already gotten rid of laura moon and mad sweeney which i'm sad to see them go but they're just gone like we don't even yeah we may never see well, them again it, no the leprechaun's coming back come on well there is wait who uh, i'm completely blanking now because so many different things happened this episode um they're so we we didn't see them again i assume we are going to see them at some point down the road right i hope no. so Laura's dust. She's gone. Uh, I'm sure we're going to see them again. But again, it's like we're seeing all of these characters that right now we're very early in season three, but it feels like, oh, yeah, that was part of the story. I vaguely remember that. And coming back to them, um, uh, when everything else, uh, I feel like I'm really harping on this, but everything else feels like it's very well defined in Lakeside. Like these characters are super clear from the get go. 
But there is a mystery um, spun up in Lakeside, and I like how I agree with you. It is a great mm-hmm. storyline; it's slowly unfolding. But there's also a lot of stuff to tie up with the rest of the God world. Like a bunch mm-hmm. of the gods got killed, and this was a funeral service to get back into that. So there's hurt feelings. Um, Wednesday was ostensibly trying to unite his gods to battle the new gods. That's an open-ended yeah. question. That's like not maybe going well. Wednesday clearly see, seems like he is feeling pretty good about where he is. He's got Shadow mm-hmm. where he needs Shadow to be. He goes to talk to his um, dentist friend, who's Tear, the god. I uh, don't know if it's uh, his friend. They like, seem friends. Uh, well, Tear, you know, serves with with Wednesday, or is he was pissed that he stole his invitation to a party? Makes sense. Yeah. But Tear is now, with Wednesday. Is this? Uh, I'm forgetting my Norse mythology here. Uh, Tyr isn't the father of Odin, right? Uh, no, he's the. He seems like a creepy cousin who collects teeth. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean that's the way he is in the show. There is. I'm forgetting who Odin's father is in Norse mythology. That's the main thing. He's the god of war. I think I'm basing yeah. this on my comic book memory. Um, <laughs> sure, because he's not yeah. the god of fear. From no. Fear Itself, Marvel Comics crossover. Uh, I, I like that scene. I thought that was fun. And uh, I again, I really like Dennis O'Hare. I mean, here, here's the thing. I'm definitely pushing up the Lakeside storyline over the other stuff. But I can't yeah, begrudge are. Ian McShane working off of Dennis O'Hare or Ian McShane having a dance fight battle yes. with Peter Now Stormare. that's dance that's fighting fun. right there. That's fun. Yeah. That's good. Uh, um, I love the, the whole dentist sequence was really fun. No, um, it was super creepy. The way the guy like kissed the teeth and then was like, Oh, somebody sees me. Like it's creepy how into teeth he is. Um, Your dentist didn't do that. Yeah. My That's how I lost did. all of my teeth. Yeah. He just sucked them out with his. And then he gave you money for him and then like made out with him in a back room. With the your crazy teeth. thing was I didn't even need to go to the dentist. He was just, uh, he would very lovingly sneak into my room at night when I was a child, <laughs> bend over me with his claws and just pick them out one by one. That sounds very enjoyable. Uh, that, <laughs> that man was later arrested. Show. Alex. Oh, yeah. The, the Long Island huh. uh, baby tooth, thing, huh? <laughs> baby tooth stealer. Uh, but I, I, the way this is shot was really cool. The first shot uh, up the throat, where you see the mouth, like that. All oh. that stuff was really good. Uh, Remind me of what was that? Uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. That that it is exactly what that reminded me of as well, Pete. I am one hundred percent with you. Uh-huh. Uh, Let's talk about uh, the relationships that Shadow sets up this episode, because there's a bunch of different things that are going on. Uh, The one I wanted to talk about first, since we're already talking about the Chicago storyline, is uh, the fiancé. The scene with fiancé in the alleyway, where Mm. they're chatting about the relationship to Mr. Wednesday. What did you think about that, and where do you think that's heading? Uh, I thought it was kind of like she's the new uh, moon shadow, as far as like driving him around and kind of being his kind of like uh, right arm for certain things. Uh, so I thought it was kind of a look at like Shadow's past and maybe uh, other choices that he could make. Uh, this is the, I didn't uh, look this up, but is is she like a Valkyrie? Is that a way of describing mm, her? Maybe. Because don't they, uh, I feel like that relationship, and I, having read the book, um, I know some of the things that happen later. I feel like, her relationship with Shadow may be building toward something later on like that. Mm. Um, 
and that she may be someone who helps Shadow um, sort of do what he has to do going forward. So I, I think their relationship, I guess that's all to say, in a coy way, their relationship, I think, is important. And I think she becomes, like Pete's saying, sort of the right arm of, of Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, I may be forgetting some stuff from the book. That I was sort of just basing it on the show. Uh, and my best guess was that, which is very weird given the old fiancé thing, but my best guess was that she was another child of Odin, like Shadow Moon, and maybe mm-hmm. just doesn't know it yet. Um, which might be an interesting thing potentially for Shadow Moon to play going forward if it turns out that Odin very naturally has backup plans for this whole war, that it's not all based on Shadow Moon, that there's another couple of kids running around there that he could potentially use for whatever he needs. I think that is also accurate. Yeah. Uh, But I like that. I thought that was interesting, and I liked his warning to her that they sort of made this deal to call each other if anything bad goes down. Um, In Lakeside, another relationship that he strikes up is with the landlord. What do you think about that developing one? You know, I see a spark. When the mm-hmm. the gun at the beginning, and like, that's a hell of a meat cute right there. Yeah. She, well, here's the thing: she has to me some big Laura Moon energy because she's kind of like sarcastic and mean. She and just like she looks like her. I think the actress they cast, I think, looks like her a little bit. So uh, I feel like um, it makes a lot of sense that this might be a little little small town romance. So they, and the, this, between her, uh, the way she is with him at the beginning, and then by the end, she's sort of like, "Hey, we're friends here." Yeah, she, like, finally apologizes for the whole gun to the head thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and I think also there's clearly some stuff she needs to get over, probably romantically, uh, that we get little teases of throughout the episode. Um, so if they can find salvation in each other's arms. Oh, uh, my yeah. God. What? I just died in your arms tonight. <laughs> Um, I I did want to, we briefly skipped over it, but I did want to kind of go back. Speaking of dying in somebody's arms, the drink dance fighting. I mean, the fact that like they started that scene by saying like, let's get so drunk, we'll piss ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, it's important to set goals for yourself when you're drinking, you know, Mm -hmm. and I got to admire like, I think they achieved that that night. They were getting fucked up. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what going out to a bar, it's been a while since we've done it, but that's what it was like. <laughs> yeah. Think of all uh, really? the after shows, we would go out, oh, yeah. dance, fight, and then drink until, <laughs> when I peed my pants, it was like, hey, yeah. time to go home. <laughs> I, I'd usually, you guys know this, but I'd usually pee my pants on the way in. Like, the guy would check the ID, and I'd just, I'd just shit myself right there. I was so scared. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. That's yeah. true. <laughs> and, and then have to immediately go home. Yes. Uh, let's talk about Bill Cliss. This is a short scene, but uh, after maybe a season Man. of her not shoving anybody into her vagina galaxy, uh, we get to see her do that again. Very nice creepy effect, uh, yeah. as, as it was before. But things don't go well for her at the end. She gets sick. So what do you think's happening with Bill Quist? What's your theory? Here? I think I think that was like a the plan. Like she had that initial meeting with the tech person and it didn't go well. So I think this guy who we knew was going to get shoved into her vagina galaxy uh was a plant and like I guess the his job is to kind of uh you know rot from within if you will. So it's uh it was hilarious and then kind of took a turn and I felt bad for Billquist. Yeah, I think it's I think Pete's right. I think she was poisoned by the technical mm-hmm. boy and the other new gods. 
And I think it's going to just as we we were talking about how she sort of felt like in a powerful place at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. and now she's already perhaps um, in a less powerful place. But I get it. It's like I mean I make this analogy a lot. It's like that scene in um, the film, the s- cinema, Dumb and Dumber, when <laughs> right, they right. Uh, sure. the the gods of that, the heroes, um, they mm-hmm. poison um, the guy trying to kill them with a hot pepper. And mm-hmm. uh, and then have to spray him with um, ketchup to try to help him, but it doesn't work. No. Uh, I'll throw out an alternate thing. I like your guys' theory better, but what if uh, what if the vomiting is like a pregnant type thing, and she's eventually going to just give birth to all the dudes that she shoved up? <laughs> oh bummer! That's a lot of babies to shoot out. Yeah, just a shoot room out. full of man babies. Yeah, that's how yeah. they work, Pete. <laughs> well, I'm, if you got that many, you're just going to be shooting them out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Baby yeah. launcher. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yep. We get it. Um. <laughs> uh, other moments to talk about. Uh, we kind of skipped over the Christmas pasties a little bit. Uh, what do you think's in those? What's going on there? There's definitely something up with them. They're too good. I, I do think um, we've talked about Lakeside a bit. I do think there is sort of a... There's a tension in this town. Like uh, Julia Sweeney is being very nice, but she's also sort of pushing Shadow into doing certain things. Yeah, she control. It seems like she controls people. Yeah, and she's the, like, "Don't forget to do this. You got to do that." Mm-hmm. And I think th- there, we get a nice introduction to the town, uh, and it makes it seem like it is very much like the hub of Nordic worship or uh, just the Nordic culture in America, maybe. And that's why it's so important to uh, to Wednesday I, and Shadow by extension. Yeah, I think those the way it was like the first one is free kind of reminds me of like the Lotus Blossom will that will just kind of lull them and make them never leave the town and always be there. Do you think it's human? Is that what it is? Is that the meat that's going on there? Is that what happened to Allison? She was chopped up and made into pasties? Oh, no. I mean, yeah, probably human meat, right? What other <laughs> probably, kind of meat right? is that? From people. Yeah, probably. It was weird to me that the pasties, which I assume since they're Christmas pasties were some sort of dessert, uh, were served with French fries and lettuce and tomato. So I assume they have to be savory, not sweet, right? Yes, they're they're meat pies. Okay. Uh, oh. And uh, there's, yeah, I look forward to hearing. Though, like, Allison, I don't know how many pies she would make. Mm. What? You could probably make a bunch of pies out of her. But they're, they're serving these pies, a lot of them, every day. Sure. I guess what I'm, I'm picturing in my head is the size oh of the God. pasties and then stacked up to the size of a human. But that's not really how it would work because a lot of humans are organs, they're bones, there's a lot of space in there. So you're not going to get... water. Yeah, a lot you're of not going to get, like, the volume of pasties equals the volume of human. Uh, that's true. Um, it's That's a Why real bummer. Why are you thinking with, about that? That's why when you're a human butcher, it's, you have to really learn your trade. You know? Yes. All I'm saying is I've been trapped inside with the same three people for a very long period of time. And I don't want to say I'm picturing their heads as uh, turkeys, wow. but maybe I am. Is that like that old Looney Tunes where one person turns into a burger, the other a hot dog type of thing? Yeah. Those are my guess which kid is which. Oh my uh, God. I don't want to play this game anymore. But speaking of I know of that using, son of yours is a hot dog, 100%. That kid's a hot uh, dog. 
Speaking of using all of the buffalo, I really like the buffalo uh, scene in mm-hmm. the uh, grocery store. That was really uh, crazy and cool. I, I, I thought that was like uh, like one of the reasons I turn tune into the show is not only do they have like beautiful shots, but stuff like that, which is very artistic and intense. Yeah, great visual, um, and it does seem like that vision is meant to convey like uh, shit's coming for him. Like it's close yeah. uh, and it's happening. But what kind of shit is it, right? Is it Mr. Wednesday's shit, or is it some other kind of shit? I was thinking destiny, um, Mm because to me that buffalo is a symbol of America, uh, and so it's like his destiny in service of the American gods uh, is coming much closer than it was before. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Uh, Well, we'll definitely... Oh, go ahead, Pete. There's also another uh, joke about his uh, hair, so I'm glad I'm not the only one who's kind of like living in a personal nightmare with this. Uh, So I completely skipped over this in my notes. Uh, This was the thing that I did actually feel like, oh, right, those characters are back. Uh, We got to see Salim uh, very briefly. Yes. Which at this point seems very side to the narrative that's going on. It almost feels like it's going on on this own show. He goes back, talks to Mr. Ibis. Nice to see him again. Not 100% sure while he's there, but happy to see him. Uh, And Salim just kind of wanders around, walks up to God's, spits on them, says, where's my gin? And then leaves with no consequences whatsoever. Um, Big deal for a regular human cab driver, you know? Yeah. He's really coming into his own. And I, I agree with you. I don't know what this is meant to symbolize. It, it does feel like if they're tying up plots uh, from before or cleaning them up, and it's sort of like, yes, there was this whole thing with Salim and, and the djinn, and now that's gone away. Does that mean that it's because Wednesday's moved on and is now focused exclusively on Shadow, and that that's where our focus should be? Or is there something else going on? Right. I mean, I hope it's the latter. I hope it ties into the overall plot in some way and we get some sort of follow-up from it versus the show just realizing that Salim and the Jinn was a super popular couple. Everybody was really into them. Everybody loved them. Their storyline was awesome. So they feel obligated to bring them back and make them part of it. Uh, hopefully it's making it important, not just because it's a fan favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I we'll, we'll see. I mean... This show also, in seasons past, lays out a lot of things and then sort of quickly brings them all together at the end. So maybe that's what we're getting again this season. Uh, I did really like uh, the ending, though, the, that cool shot of the giant Thunderbird uh, going mm-hmm. overhead. It was pretty awesome the way it kind of started with that and ended with that. Yeah, that was nice. I liked, uh, I definitely like bringing that back and even, you know, tipping the head a little bit about what's going on in Lakeside I, even this early. Um, I appreciated putting that out there uh, rather than holding on to it for episode eight or something like that. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, any other bits we want to call out before we start to wrap up here? Uh, a couple of things. Yeah. Um, he. What do you think about he sees this peacock in the woods? Is that a, um, a straight s- peacock in it? Is that a NBC streaming service tie in or probably everybody should check out the Saved by the Bell reboot. It's real good. What just happened? That was a plug for Saved by the Bell on Peacock. You got to get premium, though. Otherwise, uh, you can't watch all the episodes. Wow. This podcast just did a commercial for Peacock. So speaking uh, my assumption with the Peacock, in all honesty, is I don't know if you've ever been to the zoo, but they let those birds just wander everywhere. So I assume there's a zoo nearby and the Peacock just came out. In all seriousness. 
Yeah, he said, say in all seriousness, so you know he means business. Um, yeah. That's a pretty cool peacock. I, though, it was hard to parse exactly what that was there, especially the last time we were sort of in the woods with shadows when he hit that thing with the car, the deer. And mm-hmm. the deer was just like, fine, they're wandering around. So I don't know. Um, I, I thought the peacock was Allison or meant to reference the missing girl, mm. but Ooh, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, what else? Any other scenes you want to mention? Um, we didn't talk about the scene on the roof with the moon lady, oh, right. the telescope lady. Um, cause I do think there's a sort of a romance there. Some sort of feels like a comforting place for shadow. And it's nice to see him have allies anywhere because he's a character who is just always has less information than he needs. Yes. It, like that's like his whole thing. Was that the same actress that previously played that character? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I should have checked before we taped the podcast, but that was definitely someone where I was like, I don't remember this person. Maybe the, yeah. maybe this is somebody different. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a pretty scene. It's a nice visual. Again, it felt repetitious of stuff we've seen before to me. But well, I think uh, purposefully, though, I think it yeah. was yeah, meant it's to like be. supposed to be a comfort. Yeah. Um, uh, and I did like uh, she was a cold hearted, sexy bitch talking about Zariah. Mm-hmm. And if you could just remember it and to say those things at my funeral. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Note to self. Pete, we'll say yeah, yours I on thought, March 23rd. I thought maybe that's who the peacock was, but I wasn't sure. Zariah? Yeah. Sure. Um, but I, I did want to, <laughs> we got a, a new car in this episode and that Thunderbird is sweet. Like, I hope we get a lot more of that Thunderbird. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to, you know, just shots of rolling in the Thunderbird, like, from the perspective of, like, maybe one of the hubcaps or something, so you can really get low to the ground. Pete, whatever you say, <laughs> you know what I mean? We do know what you mean, because it's often talking about a car. Okay. <laughs> uh, great. Uh, okay, Let, let's start to wrap up here and talk about which god was worthy of your worship this episode, Pete. Who is worthy? Um, I am very excited for more Whiskey Jack. We only got a little bit in the beginning. <laughs> Didn't get man, a lot here. I, I want more Whiskey Jack, and uh, I think uh, hopefully this season we'll spend some time on that. Uh, Justin, what about you? I'm going to give it up for um, Chernabog in this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Great to see him back. I'm really sticking to his guns, or in this case, a hammer. Um Peter Stormare is uh, is great. Uh, every time I see him, I think about his scene in Armageddon. He's basically playing the same character. <laughs> All uh, the time. Yeah. Every time. It's great, uh, though. It's great. Um, so uh, great to see him back. I hope we get some sort of big battle uh, at some point in this season and that he gets to swing that hammer against uh, some of those new gods. Yeah, I was going to give it up for him, uh, but since you took that one, I'll give it up for the Christmas pasties. They look real good. I want to know what's in them. I want to taste some. It turns out to be human meat. You know what? I'm all in. It's been a weird year already. What? Let's do it. It's time to be cannibals. Don't eat people, man. (laughs) There's nothing left. Come on. If you'd like to support our show, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast and YouTube, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen at a Godcast on Twitter, uh, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, keep eating those pasties, folks. <laughs> They're people. They're people. Those Christmas pasties are people. <laughs>